Hey everyone out there, what's going on? Welcome back to Screen Speak, the podcast that is always and forever about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson, and as always, I thank each of you for coming by and listening to the sound of my beautiful voice as I talk with you all about the wide-reaching world of movies and entertainment. Have you ever listened to this show before, or a podcast for that matter? I don't know. You could be super native to this or inexperienced with podcasts. I really have no idea because I can't read your mind. Do you come by your preferred podcast platform the second that you see a notification for a new episode from this show drop, or have you been here since the beginning? Is this your favorite podcast, or maybe even up there in the top five? Whatever the case is, you should definitely let me know by dropping a comment on whatever it is that you're listening to this on, or you can send me a quick message on Instagram or email. All that crap's in the description of this and every episode, so just look there if you need that information. Reason that I'm starting off the episode with that is because I am always curious about who's actually listening to the show and or how you found out about this. So again, let me know. And lastly, as you're probably waiting for me to throw it in here somewhere because it's the introduction of a podcast and naturally it's going to be in that part somewhere, hit that follow button, right? Stay in the know with all things screen speak and help support the show and my sanity by hitting the follow button and coming back for more anytime there is more available. Does that make sense? Great. Good. On with the show. So this episode marks the fifth in my exclusive series of conversations that I captured all from the 16th annual Iowa Independent Film Festival. On this episode is Mr. Mitchell McCallson. Mitchell's a filmmaker, a writer, a videographer, a curler and is an overall creative and very funny human being. He went to school for videography at Central Lakes College in Minnesota and currently resides there along with his wife, Leah. Shout out to Leah. She was nice. Met her at the festival as well. He has his own YouTube channel called Lame Entertainment, which is L-A-M-E Entertainment. Stands for Luke and Mitchell Entertainment. Don't know who Luke is, but I'm going to assume it's a good friend of Mr. Mitchell. And he uses that channel to mostly produce comedy shorts there. He works as a multimedia project coordinator during the day. And for a fun fact about the man, he placed third place in the Sunglass Company Pit Vipers Intimidation Contest. Now, I had to look up what Pit Viper was because I apparently live under a rock when it comes to sunglasses and the sunglasses community. I did not know a thing about Pit Vipers, but I looked into them and their brand is very, very funny to me. Uh, They kind of have like this 80s old retro vibe going with it, but they also do not take themselves seriously at all. And they just look like they're glasses for people that are looking to have a good time. I'm not at all sponsored by them by any means, but I just felt like, hey, I should look into this, see what's going on with it, and realize that it's pretty cool that Mitchell was able to get third place in this company because this is a company that has like hundreds of thousands of followers on their Instagram and all that good stuff. So they definitely have recognition, uh, just apparently not in my own world, but somewhere out there, people definitely keep an eye on Pit Vipers. And I guess you're going to do the same because I put their information in the description of this episode uh, and yeah, all that good stuff. So anyways, on with the show again. Far as our conversation goes, I think we kept it pretty light and kept it pretty fun. We talked all about his short that was screened at the festival called Password Problems, which that is also in the description of this episode. Talk about comedy as a genre. Talk about the pacing, the timing of good humor, projects that he's currently working on, learning foreign languages by watching foreign language films, and a lot more. Now, about his short Password Problems, which again, I definitely encourage you to watch that. 
Uh, either watch it before you listen to this episode because it's only about six minutes long, or you can listen to us talk about it and and then just decide to watch it after you listen to the conversation. It doesn't really matter, but I'll tell you this. The short, I think, is really creative. It's really funny. It's really well-produced, actually, and it has some tremendous use of editing in there and packs in a lot for just a six-minute video. Um, really, really enjoyed it, and it just takes a simple, relatable concept of just getting locked out of your computer because of password problems, you know, pun, pun intended right there, uh, and it just has a lot of fun with it and just kind of ups the ante as each second passes in the short. Uh, while also not taking itself seriously in the slightest. So I am a man that likes comedy myself. So this was definitely right up my alley. The audience that I was with was having a good time watching it, laughing at some of the bits. So I definitely think that there is something in there that you would like, especially if you've ever been on a computer and in the 21st century, it sounds like you probably have been. So that's all I got to say about that. So after you listen to our conversation, please show Mr. Mitchell some love and look him up on his socials and YouTube channel. He's a very easygoing person that I'm sure would love to have some extra pair of eyes on his work as a result of this episode. So help to make that happen and show Mitch some love. I think he would really appreciate that. And the last thing I'm going to mention before I let our conversation play out on here is a quick plug for my upcoming 100th episode of ScreenSpeak. You heard that right. So I have a formal announcement that I'll be releasing on social media soon, but for now, I will share some crucial details right here. First, the episode is going to be a live episode. I've not announced that before up until now. It's a first for ScreenSpeak. I hope to God it goes well, but if nothing else, you can certainly have some fun by tuning in on a first ever live episode of ScreenSpeak. I'll also be taking and requesting people's questions before the episode and during it, so hopefully I can have some interaction with the guest sons there. I have a few creative things up my sleeve in order to make that happen, so there you go. And I'm looking to have a special guest or two or three or however many I can get make an appearance on the episode. So let's recap. It's going to be live. I'm going to take questions prior and during, and it will have special guests. So all very exciting stuff. Very excited to release and share those details with you. But again, you got to be following me on the social media, namely Instagram and Facebook. That's where the drop is going to occur, where I put the details on that, namely the where, when, how, why of all that good stuff is going to be on those posts. So definitely make sure that you follow me on there as well as whatever podcast platform you prefer so that you don't miss out on that episode and what comes next after that. Okay, Um, let's see. I don't have anything else I want to say. I just want this conversation to play out and have you all have a good time with it. So until the 100th episode does drop, sit back, relax, have yourself a laugh, and enjoy this conversation with Mr. Mitchell McCallson. It's purely just because the back door is open, and so the flies... They just kind of come in. I promise this place is not infested. It's I a very grew, nice I, I place. Grew up, I grew up on a farm, so this is nothing. <laughs> where'd you Where'd you grow up at again? Bryleton, Minnesota. So okay, like that's a small city. Like you're talking a thousand people, and like seven miles outside of town. So okay, S- smelling chicken fertilizer manure every day. <laughs> like, it's 
not. I, I've lived enough in the country to realize I want to live near a city. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to you know get the cow manure off your off your shoes, yeah. things yeah. like that. Not to yeah. stereotype the farming community too much. No, but it's a it's lifestyle for some. Like, I, my dad, I think he's like his nose hair is literally burnt off. Like he just, <laughs> I just don't smell it anymore because he's so used to it. But I, I, yeah. I come back and I'm like, yep. That is your dad. Your dad a farmer? Let's see. Kind of like so he does what he does cabinetry and then uh, for work and then he has a big garden, but mm. like it's like a couple acres now, so it's kind of a farm, right? Uh, hobby farm, yeah. Okay, very cool. Lots of vegetables. So, Mitch, yes, you got a film screening here, Iowa Independent Film Festival. Password problems. Let's talk about it. How how did this whole thing happen? What's your background with it? Just let's go. All right, so password problems. This is a short film that came from the daily hell that is locking into your computer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I work. So I work for a public employer, and uh, we we take cybersecurity very seriously here. As uh, the gentleman uh, says a couple of times, once yes. on flames. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> once on fire, and um, uh, which is important and very essential to do, especially in today's society. Yeah. But. I'm working on multiple computers, multiple devices, and with different accounts because we're because I work in a studio where I work at. So I'm having to do this like three to five times a day, like every day. Are you and, in IT then? Uh, and so I work in media work. So I do video and photo work okay. uh, for the organization I work for. But naturally, there's a lot of IT elements that are involved with that. Yes, there's I, yeah. yes, there's a lot of IT elements with it, um, and they again, they're very important procedures to have in place. My job in particular, I have to do a lot more logging in than other people. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like I spent half my day logging in. And so this just came out of that. Um, <laughs> I think to mock me, they made it more stringent after the film came out. <laughs> now, did you, did you direct this? Did you write it? Or you, I mean, like, what, what, what's your contribution to this? So I guess <clears throat> our group is called Lame Entertainment, which stands for Lucas and Mitchell Entertainment. Okay. Entertainment. And then uh, me and my buddy Lucas, uh, we... But this is what we do is it just we went to high school we always want to make on youtube videos yeah like comedy we love comedy like making people laugh mm -hmm. and so um the idea was i'll go to college i'll get i'll learn these skills professionally and then i'll come back uh and then we can we have the know-how and the money because i need money uh to yeah. uh do cooler looking shorts and and do fun videos and 10 yeah. years after graduating from college we've been able to get back together and do these things so we kind of write together we have we don't live near each other, so we just have a Discord. We'll shoot each other ideas. Where, like, where does he live? He lives in Rice, Minnesota. I live in Brainerd, Minnesota, right now. So we're about an hour away, and uh, yeah, we just shoot each other. We have a Discord where we have ideas. We'll throw out scripts. I'll do a draft of a script. Uh, so I think for and usually Lucas is like my bounce back person. So like we'll we'll talk through ideas and be like, I think we got something here. Yeah, I'll do a draft of it. Lucas, what do you think of it? Oh, I like this, like this. This could be funnier. This could be funnier. And um, so that's how the script came about. And then uh, in terms of, I would say, I'm directing. So I'm putting <clears> a lot <throat> together there because it's a small crew. We're just friends. Like, there's no yeah. big money involved in this. Um, this you could, is... I mean, you could have fooled me, though, because, like, there's there's a couple of moments in it where I'm not saying it's, like, you know, like, like big mega special effects and whatnot. But I don't know. If, with whatever budget you had to work with, I felt like you make smart use of it. That's best compliment I can get. Um, yeah, we want no, it to look as sli slick as possible, and like that's and it. I hope it looks good. From um, what's really cool is that we shot this on. I think it's a Canon. Is it Mark? 
Uh, sorry, a Canon R6 Mark II. Okay. Only shoots 1080 and whatnot, but, like, we're yeah. able to shoot it nice, and what's cool with, like, Topaz AI you can use, it upscales it, and so, like, we're oh, able okay. to create a 4K file, and it, does, and it looks good. Yeah. Like, it, there's no, like, weird artificialities on it, um, but, um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're good. Uh, special effects, yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's some cool stuff in there, actionvfx.com. Yeah. That is, uh, it's a subscription service, and they have tons of effects for everything on there. So the fire effect, where yeah. Matt has fire coming out from behind him, mm -hmm. it's simply just that, a flame effect, uh, two of them, I think, mm -hmm. and then I had, a, in After Effects, you mask out around Matt's face, and then you have to yeah. like, trace around him for a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and what's nice is that He's bald, so it's easy. It's he, easier to mask out a bald person there. than a hair. Yeah. So I appreciate Matt for shaving his hair. I appreciate you actually just uh, mentioning these tools specifically, because uh, sometimes when people talk about you know uh, you know more the technical side of things, they don't always mention the tools that they use. And I think it's important that people hear that they're there and they're accessible. Totally. No, uh, they're very accessible. Like these special effects and everything, like. I mean, Adobe, having Adobe Creative Cloud subscription gets you access to a lot of things. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I went to college, a two-year college and whatnot. But yeah, what'd like, you go to school for? Uh, videography. Okay, So Makes it, sense. it was community college, and it was really good. It really made this whole possible. But, like, if you are looking to do anything creative-wise, you can look up resources and tutorials. And, like, I, you could do a lot on your own, I think, just by trial and error. Yeah. Um, education might save you some of the pain, but yeah. like, there's a lot of free resources out there. Um, so, yeah, After Effects is how we did some of the special effects. Mm -hmm. um, um, masking in particular. Um, that's, sure. that's the big thing it comes in handy for. Um, and then, like I mentioned today at the film festival, we actually didn't even have the fire bit in there in the first draft. Yeah. I edited it and then I sent it to Lucas and that was one of those scenes where he's like, Hey, can we, can we put like fire around his yeah. head or something like that? <clears throat> it needs to rise in action. And that was the, that's the hardest, that's the biggest thing with writing a script is anticipating yeah. stakes and we want to get more intense and ramp it up. And then you have to figure out that point. This is where the story naturally yeah. loses its steam. So cutting it off <clears throat> before that. So it ends I, on a strong. I, th I think you guys. You know, you worked it perfectly into the context of a short. Um, I could easily see something like that getting developed into, you know, a feature, whatever, you know, whatever the length is, 45 minutes or something like that to qualify for that. Um, but I think what I liked about it is just you took something that is a very relatable premise, which is, you know, someone getting locked out of a computer and having to go through tedious multi-factor authentication and stuff, whether it's clicking on like the raisins, they're all the same. Like, you know, that thing was cracking me up, but. <laughs> You took something that's a relatable thing, but then what I liked about it is that you took it and you heightened the reality of it. But to me, you never took it so far. Like, you borderline push it with the assassin kind of thing, but you never, like, did it where it's just like, oh, all of a sudden, like, an alien shows up or it seems, like, completely out of this realm. Now, granted, when you have the montage where it's just, like, solving world hunger, eating half the people and stuff like that, I'm like, okay. I'm like, obviously, this is, like, getting out of control. How far is this computer going to go? Because that was something I was trying to figure out when I was watching it. Is I was just like, how far are they going to take this? Like, what else could this computer possibly ask of this guy to do to get in? And so that's what I think what I like from my level as an audience level is that I just kept trying to see I'm like, they're just going to keep going and going and they're ramping it up. And it's like, where is it going? Where are they going to peak with it or how long are they going to push it? And I think you guys for the length it is, because how long is this? I think it's right about six minutes. You know, I for six minutes, man, you pack a lot in there. I mean, like you have the parallel parking thing. You have the, the assassin stuff. You got the guy doing jumping jacks. Uh, you know, he's doing a hobby and food. There's a lot of really smart editing that's in there. 
Thank you. I, yeah, I promise. I'm not just blowing smoke up your no, ass. I, like it's it's good. I love that. That is that is so validating to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things there. Yeah, we, I like tight edits, and that that's been the mm-hmm. biggest thing that's boring to me is watching. Because when you watch a, a, something you made at a film festival, you see it 50 times. Right. And like if you're watching it and you and you're and you're thinking I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, this. Yeah. Go back to it and fix it. Like yeah. um, <clears throat> at least. Like, there's things I look at it where I'm like, we could have shot this a little differently, but it, it is what it is for what it is. Yeah. Um, but with the edit in particular, I want to make sure the edits are exactly how I want it. And that's what's been fun to me watching with the crowd is, like, yeah. the jokes are hitting where they're supposed to hit. Um, certain crowds act, react louder to this than that. Um, one of my favorite um, things today was watching the Jumpy Jack bit. Which, yeah. if you watch it by yourself, like, it can feel a little long, but when you watch it with a crowd, yeah. you hear them count and groan collectively. So it's it's funny. So I watched it by myself before, because as I said, I, I had gotten some screeners of the film so I could try to yeah. prep for, you know, talking with you guys. You know, when I watched that, I'm like, I mean, I was, I was like, having a giggle and, like, a smile on my face yeah. when I'm watching it, but I wasn't counting. So then when I was with the crowd and like, I like, I hear the people like right when he stopped, they're just like, that was nine. That was nine. <laughs> you know, like, like there's like, is it going to call him out on it? That's exactly something that like, if people that are listening to this, that's a communal moment right there. I mean, that is the epitome of that. If I watch that by myself, that is not near as satisfying without the crowd right there. And that is like, to me, like, is this the, the first time you screened it? This is the first, uh, this Technically, the second time we did a like a little screener to because um, we um, a little backstory is that um, a lot of the film crew on this were classmates I went to school with at Central yeah. Lakes College in Brainerd, and um, we filmed this at Central Lakes College in Brainerd, and then we showed it at the uh, senior or the filmmaker f- showcase that the students do. Okay, because uh, Matt, um, aka Steve. Uh, Flaming bald head man. Um, <laughs> Flaming bald head man. Yeah. Maybe like a gamer tag or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt was a student at CLC at the time, and so it was this really cool um, circling back to you know what I went to school for, film yeah. school and all that. And um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought again. Oh, you're, you're good. It happens. Uh, what was um, what were we talking about? I'm trying to think about that too. Was we were talking about it, uh, when how, how often has this been screened? Yeah, so, Communal okay. moments. Yep. So yeah, then we showed yep. it at the showcase. So that's my first time seeing it with a crowd, and that's what was really fun to see everyone really get into it. Today's the first film like film festival. Well, can do congratulations on that. Thanks. No, I mean like like seriously. I mean like you know this Iowa Independent Film. This is my first time being at this festival. Um, but this festival has been around. I think this is the sixteenth year, maybe maybe seventeenth. I I want to say sixteenth. Um, and I was talking with someone earlier, I think it was, I think it was like Thursday night, cause I, I've been here since, uh, since the beginning of it. And, you know, they kind of just like explained to me, it's like, you know, if something makes it past even like three years, four years, five, they're doing something right. You know, I think it's a pretty big deal for any filmmaker's film to get selected in a festival where there's, you know, there's going to be people that are, they're casual. And then you have people that are serious filmmakers. It's not nothing, man. So I know how much it ma- uh, it matters to have somebody like give you some 
fucking encouragement from time to time because doing this can sometimes be a lonely pursuit. Totally can, and, and that's that. This to me is like celebration mode. Um, I think yeah. the password problems got accepted to a couple more festivals. That's great. Uh, in the following weeks, this is kind of like the, the the kickoff of like we get to go and see this with other crowds and like. And I can th- certainly tell you, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I can certainly tell you it was refreshing to see a comedy like that apart from some of the other stuff because I'm not trying like demean some of like the more serious artistic stuff that's like art house and whatnot, but you don't always get a broad appeal comedy, which is what I would kind of call yours. Cause there's a lot of things in there that again, people can relate to on a universal level. Um, and I just like it. It, it, to me, it was a nice breakup from some of the other stuff that, you know, is of a different subject matter on there. I appreciate that. Totally. I'm glad that, that's some what we aim for is we want to, and it, it, it can be hard to make something that is broader appeal, right? Comedy is hard. It, it's, yeah, it's very tough. And, and some people really lament that. Um, but, relish the challenge like yeah. as an artist right like how can you make something that does connect people and it is really hard nowadays um but i, I think that's the fun part of it is like there are still things that connect people from all walks of life from yeah all areas and like how can you find that and flesh that out and you know and make it interesting you yeah. know you don't want to i feel like it's really easy to make something self-indulgent or pretentious and whatnot and uh, and so, like, how can you look at yourself with another lens and be like, okay, I like this, but most yeah. people don't. <laughs> They're yeah. not going to get this. How can I make them laugh or get a reaction out of them? And there's still, like, there's still, like, creative artistic stuff that you're doing in the movie. I mean, like, you have to get creative with your shots, um, obviously stitching it together, too, because I that that's another question I had. Was this always intended on, I guess, A, being a short and B, being the length that it was? Because short can kind of stretch itself to, you know, right, 20 minutes, minutes, 30. Or, yeah, I mean, like it, can, it can go out there. But, I mean, was it always the vision, I guess, of this to try to get it to be like a, a tight, compact, you know, this is going to be like the, the quickest six minutes of your life in the best way? I, <laughs> I think we just, we go out and we write the script as long as it feels right. Like, this right. is where, and then there's stuff we even cut, too. So yeah, like, what, what stuff did you cut? So the park, the parallel parking scene, like I had, I also do storyboarding for it. And so I storyboarded like probably like 15 shots where we were going to show, it was going to be funny, like how many cuts there were, where it was just like, <laughs> like, like three frames of a shift, two frames of a acceleration and the car moves slightly forward. And it was just too much of the same joke. Like it's right. kind of beating a dead horse. <laughs> like it could be funny. But it also like um, it it it, it's, it drops the whole pacing that we set up so far. Yeah, and like that's where you gotta weigh out when you're making comedy, especially. Well, I guess anything is like: is the dramatic hit? Is the comedic hit? Is that going to ruin the pacing we set up? Pacing is incredibly important, especially especially with a comedy. I mean, other genres like you know, like they, they say you know, slow burn. Like it, it breathes, the scene breathes. Yep. In comedy. It, it's it's tricky to let stuff drag out too long. You know, you want to kind of keep in tone with, uh, or excuse me, keep in touch with what the audience is going to, you know, respond to. Yeah. You know, you don't want there to be too many lulls. And I think you guys hit that stride pretty well in this. And I think, thank you. Um, I think if you were to make it longer, you would have to make it more about the characters and flesh them sure. out. Uh, than just the whole thing being about logging in, right? Logging in then becomes the the background plot while yeah. it's about a character. And the, and 
because with the min- so we didn't really have a time we're aiming for. We tend yeah, to, like we just make online. It videos ended up for being fun. what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you could definitely make it longer and into a feature, longer short if you wanted to. Not that, that to do that, I think you would have to make it more about the characters. Sure. Like so, you got Steve, you got Isaac. Get more into them. Have you worked with them before? Uh, yeah, so Brad and Matt. So Brad went to high school with him, yeah. um, and we were in we were in a play together. Matt, a scientist in love, <laughs> <laughs> um, senior year. Um, he didn't do a lot of acting. Me and Lucas did more theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but Brad was like he did the bad scientist love with us when we were seniors. Yeah, and like was great. He's naturally at it. And then like we like I think he asked because we we try to do a video a month. We don't always because we are all adults and we have lives. <laughs> But, like, um, I think he's like, hey, can I, you know, be a part of the next video? And, like, all right, well, I've got this one about cybersecurity, and, like, Brad would be perfect for it. Because Brad is really funny when he gets frustrated. Now, which one is Brad in the movie? Brad is uh, Isaac, the main character. Okay, okay. Uh, the man who has to log into his computer. I very much liked, I mean, for him specifically, he definitely had, like, the, he had, like, a good, like, everyman kind of quality about it, where it's just like, god damn it, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, it felt... It felt authentic. Like, I mean, for, cause, cause sometimes, like, comedy, like, some people can be a little too stilted in, like, when they do it, or, like, it feels like they're given, like, a performance and, like, they're kind of purposely in on the joke. His just felt like, nah, I'm fucking pissed at this, this computer not working for me. And that is, that is a hard thing to get to. Like, you have to, as, like, the director, when you're, when you're telling the people, when you're, when you're giving them lines and when you're deciding, yeah, I like this take, I don't like that take. You in your head, you like it's funnier if you play it straight. If you try to sell it like a yeah. stand-up joke, like like, like on stage, like yeah. it's gonna come off cheesy, and yeah. that is such a hard line to ride. Um, it's like when is it the suspension of disbelief, right? When is it yeah. too cheesy, and when is it relatable? Where, yeah. where is that line? And then we we. We try to be inclusive, right? So I, we try to keep things PG thirteen. Sure. Um, yeah, you want to? Yeah, I, mean... I think it's. I think it's a little. It's easy to just kind of curse and like you know, throw away a line, but yeah. which I do all the time. I swear a lot. But. You can, I mean, you can, you can swear here, but I, I I will absolutely say when it comes to swearing, that this is something I kind of actually figured out when I was a freshman, like back in high school. So little, I'm gonna rewind the time sure. clock here for a second, but. I went to a private school when I was growing up. Like, it was elementary, like, Lutheran Christian school. I mean, okay. like, you know, wearing, like, the khakis, bound the Jesus, yeah. like, the whole thing. <laughs> Respect God. It's cool. Yeah. Like, I'm just, it's, I'm telling the story. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of, like, a lot of, like, my younger years. When I transitioned to the public school system, which I did that just for one year in the eighth grade, and then high school happened. It's a long story on that. Um <laughs> You know, I was going down hallways and I could not believe. Everyone's like, sailors. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. No, it's just like, fuck, fuck, man, 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 man. Like, they're, they're, they're saying all this stuff and like, I'm just like, oh my God. But then, the, but then the more I would be around it, the more I would notice that like they would overuse it. You know, like they're saying, like, it's almost like if you watch like uh, Scarface and try to count the amount of F's that are in it. Cause it's a little it's, self indulgent. It's, it's a ton. Yeah. It's a ton. But then the more I notice, and this, this is going to sound a little highbrow, but I promise it's good intention. Oh, that's fine. Is that. The more I kind of listened to the people that did that frequently, usually it meant that they just didn't have a great vocabulary, to be honest. Like, they, they just didn't have a greater way of understanding how to contextualize what they're saying and talk. And so they would do that. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, like, I mean, like, I, I'm not like, you know, someone like if, you know, if an adult swears in front of me, I'm going to be like, oh, Jesus, like, right. you know, right. I'm an adult. Yeah. I don't care. But swear words are much, much better when they have the appropriate 
timing put into it. Yes. Like when you drop that appropriate f bomb and like it it, it, it hits, hits hard. It yes. hits. You're just yeah. like yes, so, yes. You- so I try when I can. Basically, if I'm gonna swear, I don't care. But I want to pack a punch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> and like, do you do you familiar with BoJack Horseman at all? I am familiar, but I'll be honest, I've not seen it. That's okay. Um, Aaron Paul is in this, yes. Yes. Uh, there's a billion. There's a billion pieces of content out there, so you're fine. Um, it's a great. I'm, I'm so glad that you said that, by the way, because I sometimes when I'm around like a lot of film people, they're just like, "You haven't seen that? Oh my god!" Yeah, like, they, like, no, I have and a I'm dog. Like, do you, I have things to I'm take like, care do you know of. how much shit is out there? <laughs> right. It's a lot. Like, there's yeah, there's a lot of content to sift through, and I know I and like I get all the time people are like, "You haven't seen this movie? Don't you work in video?" And it's like, do you know? How it much takes time. Like, I'm, I'm employed. <laughs> I have a family. I'm married. Like, Bill's <laughs> so bojack horseman though. yes so yeah. what's really great about that show they only have like one f-bomb a season and they always use it like they i think they strategically place it somewhere where it's gonna yeah. hit really hard um and that's, that's an easy example to point to is like reserving it for when it really means something more yeah. than, instead of just again right like in real life there are people who do curse like sailors all the time sure. and whatnot. yeah, yeah and they do I, i'm responsible for that too <laughs> some people are really good at doing it right i mean they are like i mean but i think some of that's got to come through the personality right you look at like like tarantino for example when he writes movies and yeah. stuff there's tons of cursing but it does feel natural right to these people yeah. that are on screen typically i um, always find it fascinating i won't i won't deviate down this road quick because i want to stay on point where we're at but yeah. tarantino I gotta admire the man's balls, for lack of a better <laughs> word, when he will throw in the the racist language, you know. And I and I'm not saying that he's racist. Like he's been on record, he's talked about that stuff more yeah. often than not. Obviously, cast and crew are comfortable with what he's doing, mm-hmm. but I just know, like myself, I don't know if yeah, I would have the cojones or yeah. the balls to be able to, as you know, a white person, be able to say some of that stuff in the scene. Well, but he puts but, himself as the person saying it. Too, I know. And it's like I mean, which I. <laughs> He he owns yeah everything he does. Which... I mean I I respect it because I know he's doing it for the context of the story, and I'm a big context guy. So yeah. if people are gonna like you know say something appalling or something like that, what is the context? What is the messaging right. behind it? Right. Do they just like randomly throw is it, it out there in the story, or are you yeah. just trying to do something yourself? And that's, no, that's uh, that's where I think yeah. Um, that was the uh, uh, was it? I was thinking about like even. Um, it was interesting listening to like um, a message about like the South Park creators, Matt Stone yeah. and Parker. They talk about those guys are geniuses. I think they do a lot of really cool stuff. And they, but the very simple premise with um, the writing structure, where it's like they make sure they hire writers that don't do bits. Yeah, they service the character, and I think that's what like Tarantino does. Right, we're not just doing shock stuff to shock stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a story about Django you know, saving his family yeah. and whatnot and everything that comes from there. Yeah. And it's edgy because that's his taste, that's his flavor, but like, sure. it, it's in service to the characters and the story they're trying to tell versus yeah. just it's not just like, cool. it's not yeah. just put in there for shock and awe or to, right. you know, to just get a reaction out of people. It's, and, it's there because yeah. it serves the story. And like thinking about that is like, I mean, again, like I'm 28 ish or whatever. And 28 ish. Like, yeah. <laughs> 20 and like three quarters. So. After 21, it's a blur. <laughs> yeah. No. But like uh, birthdays lose their meaning yeah, at, right. after that point. Not as fun. <laughs> once you, I mean, when, I mean, once you hit thirty, like the you know milestones, they'll, they'll do something for you. Look at like a balloon, three <laughs> zero or something. Like uh, that was that was a revelation to me. It's just like don't write the don't write the joke. Write the characters first. The jokes will come. From I like, there. Yeah, that's smart. And then, and then creating characters that have 
that are going to have interesting dynamics. Community is a show I really like, and like they have, yeah. I want to say, six, seven, eight characters. They all have different values and whatnot, so there's just natural conflict that creates mm-hmm. um, something interesting to watch. Yeah. Creates character growth, and then and then the jokes come from there. So it's, which is hard to think about, like because you just think about writing punchlines and yeah. jokes and bits. And um, what's nice about password problems to tie it back into that is yeah. like it, it, we didn't really have to make too much of a character. Just a, it, it's a short film, so you only get to do so much. Where can people see this at? Like, do they have to see it in the festivals? Oh. Is it out on YouTube? It's on YouTube. If you go to, I'll, Lay- I'll put all this in the links. But yeah, go feel free. Plug plug away. Oh, I will plug away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lame Entertainment on YouTube. That's where we drive okay. everything to. Um, and then everything's short films there. Like we just make fun videos that we like to make. Some of them are short films. Yeah. And some of them are more just like uh, we just did like a like a like a listicle, which is top ten most controversial celebrations of curling. <laughs> <laughs> like. Which they're not. They're more, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, actually, it's controversial if you're an ice maker. I do curling, so like, we got permission to film at a curling club because uh, there's one day where they have stopped playing games. They have to melt the ice for the fairgrounds to take yeah. control. We got permission to film so we could destroy it. So we were like <laughs> beating it up with broomsticks and all that. It was fun. Anyway, I know, I know nothing about that. Okay, I don't. I mean, how how would you describe it to somebody that would be trying to learn about that? Curling. Curling. Yeah. Do you not know so you know nothing about curling? I don't know much about it at all. Okay. I, I know that ice is involved. That yes. is about it. Okay, so big circular stones. They got a little handle on it. Yep. You th- slide it down a sheet of ice, okay. and then you rotate it. And so by the end, it's kind of like a an exponential curve. Okay. Where it, it, the curl is when it rotates, and it slowly goes over to the side. Uh, um, and it's okay. like shuffleboard, but on ice. And But it's also like bowling, where you can drink while you play it. And so it's... Okay. Um, it's If you're ever in Minnesota... <laughs> I'm assuming it's popular there. Uh, yeah, mi- most yeah. places. Yeah, they, like there's a lot of cities with clubs. At least like, smaller cities, too. Brandon's right not a huge city by any means. Sure. We have a club. Um, but like you can go all the way up to, like I think it's like Two Harbors, very small city. Yeah. They've got a very passionate curling club. Um, they do weekend lawn. I got a fun story for you. Yeah, they yeah. do weekend lawn things called Vonspiels. They're three day tournaments, and so and each with their own rules regulations. Me and my buddy signed up. Uh, Lucas was one of them. We actually mm-hmm. did a video about this. Um, we signed up for one in Duluth. We did a Vonspiel, and what's kind of cool is that you could play anybody. Um, what's also kind of harrowing is you can play anybody. So we are like, you know, just due to the sport of curling, which it, it takes a lot to get good at. Mm-hmm. It's an Olympic sport for a reason. Well, we ended up playing against Olympic gold medal what? Joe Polo. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And because like him and his buddies, they're in Duluth. I think he was like he was just coming off of a surgery, so he was getting practice yeah. reps to get back into the game shape. So we wake up Saturday morning at eight a.m. We have to play a gold medal <laughs> Olympian and his buddies. <laughs> And they shut us out like thirteen to zero. Or were they, were they like, good sports about it though? I mean, like they like, they have fun with it. Or were they just like we beat your ass? Like we like we 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 crushed. So here's the fun thing about curling. After the game, it's customary for the winner to buy the loser drinks. Oh, okay. So we are yeah. at a, we're getting drinks afterwards. They buy us drinks, and then um, after a couple minutes, whatever, Joe Polo is like, oh, I need a coaster. <laughs> Pulls out his gold medal, whips it on the table, and then uses it as a coaster. And it's like that is like the most I've been stunted on. Like, Oh my in God. my life <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think how, how many you know whether it be sports or a, a competition in some way would be better with that rule buying the oh, yeah no i'm serious uh, be, i mean i know like, the, more, like the people get 
Like, so is pickleball really huge here? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not the person to ask about it, but okay. I, off the cuff, I'm going to say no. Okay. Cause like, I could be wrong though. Like in our area in Minnesota, like it's, pretty big. It's, it's, it's like, it's expanded from like the Metro now into the, into the rural areas. Right. And like, it's, it's a very accessible sport. So like very, you know, elders can play it and it's, it keeps them out and going. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say pickleball? Yes. Okay, I am sorry. I thought for some reason you said pick up ball, and I'm oh, like, no, I, I don't ball. know if the, like if that's yeah. like like a yeah, pick up yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. game. No, pickleball. I do know that there are pockets here in the state that like it. I know that for sure. I I've heard of yeah. a few people that are doing it. I actually think in Cedar Rapids, where I'm from, you know, here in Iowa, uh, I think there's actually like a pickleball thing that's either opening or it's coming soon to a thing. Yeah. Like I. Anyways, I, I don't want to detract. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So like, it, that, like so pickleball, I think would be a nice like it's cause, because it's growing in popularity. A lot of people are trying it. And yeah. You get a lot of people who are like overly competitive. I'm, yeah. And so naturally. like, it'd be nice if like that sport, for example, if yeah, winners would buy losers drinks. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I think a lot of people like in the in the sports world. I I'm not a sports person myself, but some people like I just think. They can get, as you said, too competitive, or they can like you know get kind of mean spirited about it. And the I'm, fun of it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't want people to be alienated from a sport. It takes a lot of yeah. skill, athleticism, teamwork, all the things. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, man, it's like just shake hands, be glad yeah. that you both participate in this thing together, and 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 get to know each other. Yeah, I, like, I'm not. If I go home mad about how a curling game went, yeah, I am like wasting my time and my life. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like that, like because yeah, some people get really worked up about. Like it's pickup sports, like or, or, yeah. or uh, rec league. Or, You're not playing professionally, exactly. Yeah. Like if that, like if that's the case, yeah, you have millions of dollars on the line if you're not doing your job, right? Yeah. But. For me, like I have so many other things to worry about. I'm not going to stress out about curling. So, what do you got coming up after password problems? I mean, like obviously, like you got this YouTube channel you're telling us about. I mean, you gonna obviously continue that, you know, keep that going. Or you gotta, you know, veer into other stuff. Yeah. So, there's a couple of things we got in the work. We got tons of ideas, and it's just working them on one at a time. When yeah. Then we can do it. And then the other thing is strategically filming around seasons, because Smart. northern Minnesota, yeah. so, I mean, once we hit... You mean you don't want to be out there when it's, like, negative <laughs> 20? Are you sure? If we do the video, has got to be about <laughs> snow. Like, we can't shoot, like, yeah. a summer video in winter. Yeah, so. that's a little problematic. No you beach, might, you no get beach like a, parties in the winter. <laughs> you get, like, a bad green screen effect or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Upcoming. So the next yeah. short we're making is we're doing like a National Geographic style video, but for frisbee golf. Okay. Um, Matt uh, from Password Problems is the narrator because okay. he's from England and as a, I should say Britain. Which one's the bigger Britain? Right? Everything. I think England's under Britain. I'm, <laughs> I'm, we need a American to say this. I do not know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up right now. That's <laughs> smart. Yeah. Um, now, no, keep keep talking while I'm pulling up a, a, he's a, from a globe. <laughs> um, I, I forget where specifically, but he's got a, a very beautiful voice, and he's the narrator for it. So we're Accents going, help, man. Yeah. They do. If you, if you can get one that, that, that you know, they, they speak with conviction on, like, and it has, like, some flair to it, yeah. like, fuck, it sounds well, great. The, the first short from today, um, that was, it was French, right? Uh, the yes, collector. the one that had no subtitles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but do, do you think that was intentional? I mean, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw them any shade, but I'm like, what was going on with that? It was, what's, once, cause, well, I don't know if that yeah. was an Iowa thing, cause there's some French Quick sidetrack, right? that, that's the, that's the sp a picture of England I found. Is, is this what you're looking for, or am I stupid and I need to pull up a different one? 
Okay, he's from the United Kingdom. United Kingdom, <laughs> UK? Okay, there we go. He's from the UK. Um, Sorry, go back to the, the subtitles on there. We were talking about that. Um. Well, so I, once once I realized that... What, do, do people speak French in Iowa? Because Des Moines is a French name, ain't it? I mean, I am not going to say no, because I know Iowa... You know, Iowa actually has a more diverse ethnic population of certain places uh, in the States. So, like, my... Like, like, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. My, my, I don't even know if I'll keep it in. Maybe I will. <laughs> um, so my, my wife is Brazilian. Okay? okay. So she's from Brazil and you wouldn't think it, but like, there's a lot of pockets of Brazilian people that live here in the state and like, they all speak Portuguese and the whole thing. I would have no idea. I think there's some African American people here that speak French, but I do not know. I, I want to say there's some connection there to like, Des Moines, I'm pretty sure, is like a French name. And then I know parts of Wisconsin. They yeah. Have Lacrosse, right? Lacrosse is a French name, I think. It sounds like um, a, to me. In, in Little Falls, Minnesota, we have Les Bourget. That's the Frisbee Golf Park by oh. Little Falls. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, So I, I didn't know if it was like a local thing where it was just yeah. like, oh, okay, it's in French. And I just... But at that point, I was like, once I, once there, I realized there was no subtitles for it. All right, well, visually, what can I observe here? It's kind of like watching yeah. an opera. So like, I watch opera like once or twice. Yeah. And I don't speak opera language yeah, but I if you feel Italian. if you feel the emotion through the words then you know i i, I think they kind of say or somebody probably has a saying about this that you know a, a good movie should be able to work even if it's like silent and you're just watching it like you're the, the visuals Show are telling tell. a story yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i was a little confused by it at first but at the same time i've learned with film festivals expect the unexpected you know things surprises like that'll happen and they won't always either go as planned or maybe it was but either way you don't know what you're in for here's my take on it and this could be totally butchered but i think it was yeah. an old grandfather like had to watch his kid i would hope he, he about, had to cart the beard <laughs> yeah no and like you know my voice is his voice is beautiful yeah like yeah. his performance is great and i think the little girl was just checking out his stuff and he's like look at all the stuff i collect and mm-hmm. um the one thing she was really piqued by was this lamp which looks like the lamp from a christmas story i literally i'm so glad you said that because i was just like is that the, like the one with like the leg the lining yeah, on it and everything i'm, I'm like, pretty sure it is and then he has a flashback to like i think he stole it when he was in college yeah he was with a woman and then like, he bailed on her but then he took the lamp you know this is probably fun for the people that made this movie listening to be like this is fun to, like they're trying to figure out what it's about <laughs> i think this is what it's about it and, then, and then like the synopsis on the script i think oh how, yeah they didn't have a little synopsis and i think that's what gave me enough context to okay because uh, i don't speak french but um, you but you, so you read the synopsis beforehand yeah, I tried you, to. Yeah, I guess you try to read them before seeing the movies. I yeah, because we had a, we drove from Brainerd, Minnesota, so we had like five hours, and so, so you got some time. Yeah, we had some time, and then like Leah and I were checking out what um, films uh, are would be of interest, what, yeah, what we're yeah. in for, and so um, and I think what the, the arc of the story is, you know, the girl leaves or whatever, and then she has a marble that she took from him, so she's kind of like her grandfather, right. who's a collector, and okay. she, yeah, like I okay. think that was the arc of the story, which is, yeah. but again, like. Any, he was very funny. I was like, I wish I knew what he was saying. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was, I mean, it's, it, it was shot really well too. And, uh, but it was kind of, it's, it's kind of interesting to look at yeah. like films that way, where it's like, if you watch it without sound or without, yeah. or if you can't speak the native language, what do you, or, and you don't have subtitles to read. That's the tough thing with like, you watch a movie like Parasite, which I think is really good, yeah. but you're reading it in, in, cause I'm English. I'm yeah. reading it. <clears throat> uh, cause I don't speak, um, 
South Korean, I think it was. South Korean I want to say Korean of some extent. Do yeah. I know North or South? I have no idea. I couldn't tell yeah. you either. But Korean, so, we'll, we'll go with that. So And there's beautiful compositional images, but then you're yeah. reading half the time, so it's like... But there's some people who really like subtitles, and obviously yeah. if you're deaf or you have hard of hearing, you need them. So it's kind of... It, yeah. that's, that's a real challenge, is trying to design something for like foreign countries and entities how do you make something that can translate well i will good performances do that and i will i will say this because the subtitle dilemma i absolutely understand it because i don't want to discount something because it's foreign just because i have to read while i watch it it is tough um i think there actually is actually uh there's probably a technical term for this but a subtle art to doing uh good subtitling because sometimes you know like there's filmmakers that'll put the 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 text in weird spots or like the paragraph and like the formatting of it will be kind of goofy do do you know what i'm talking about i hate that because it needs to be the same spot right because then you become used to like it's like powerpoint slides Yeah. yeah or it's like i've seen ones where they put the text so low to the screen that like my eyes i'm like down up down up and it's like there there is a a subtle art form to it and Mm -hmm. it's not easy to pull off so like i I, you know whoever the person that works on that god bless you thank you for doing that but um certainly not easy but my what i was gonna say i would still rather take the subtitles than the bad horrible english dubs you know oh yeah 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 Yes. Do you yeah. watch anime at all? Or? Um, I've seen some of it. I'm by no means versed, but okay. I mean, I know like like you said, anime, right? Yeah. So I know like like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like yeah. that, which is certainly probably dates me a little bit. I don't know if that's still even a thing. It but is. It, no, it's, it's got its own family. I watched a little bit. My friend Josh, who is our director of photography uh, yeah. for Password Problems, he's big big anime nerd, yeah. and uh, so he'll show us what's good. Um, because like any genre, there's stuff that's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, with that, there's, um, One Punch Man is a series I really like. It's really I feel funny. like I've heard of that. It's, I think it's really subversive because it's just like, it's just a superhero who has all the power in the world, but no one really gives him any credit. And so like his, <laughs> po- his, his fight is against boredom. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And so like that to me is like different than most. Anyway, um, the sub version is really good. Um, it's just like the dub is okay. Like they do a pretty good job with it, but the yeah. sub is just so much better. And yeah, it, it is like, and with Parasite, I was able to enjoy it, but I am, a, I am a faster reader. I know that some people mm. tried, like after it won Oscars, they tried giving it a watch. And I just couldn't read it the whole time. And it's like, yeah. uh, but so like it truly, like if you could do that as a, as a filmmaker, if you can make your con, if you can make, I shouldn't say content, you can make your film, you can make your art. Right. If you can make that trend, Trans, um, translate, translate, uh, transcend, transcend language barriers, yeah, and still come off as effective. Like that's the biggest compliment you could ever make. Yeah, like. because because then the movie, you know, it it, it crosses borders. You know, it, yeah. it it's not just a Korean film. You know, it's right. a film for the world. Everybody can understand it and take something away from it and appreciate what's there. Have you? So have you ever? Yeah gotten shown brazilian uh cinema at all or <laughs> um, so yeah so it, that's interesting um i have watched a handful of brazilian things i i would not co- go so far as calling it cinema uh, my wife at least she's she's not really like a movie person but she has educated me that you know brazil does not have like there's not like a brazilian independent film festival or yeah. something like that i mean there's movies that come from it um i think city of god is like a it's one of the more famous movies I think that's like originated from Brazil. Like I might be completely mistaken on that. So sorry if I am. Yeah. Um, Trupa delete. I don't know if you've heard of that. 
Um, that is one that I hear gets thrown around a lot. It's like a action police officer movie. Okay. Um, so if you get a chance to see that, that one, I mean, that one is pretty good. That's like the one I've seen. Okay. Um, but no, I mean like really past that, there's, there's a lot of soap operas. Okay. In I was going to say they telenovelas, right? <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. They, they, there's a lot of, uh, I don't even know if it's bad soap opera TV. I know America, we have some comical ones that are yeah. really, really corny. Yeah. Um, but no, like they have a lot of stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of scripted series. I don't see a ton of movies there. Yeah. Um, all in Portuguese, of course, which yeah. I, I I have heard, and I guess I'm just a stubborn English ass on this, but uh, if you ever are trying to learn the language of Portuguese, I've been told by several Portuguese people that now speak English that it's good to have the subtitles on, um, you know, in a, excuse me, what am I trying to say? Like you watch a, uh, oh Jesus, a, a movie all in Portuguese, but you put the English subtitles yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what we did in Spanish class. We watched yeah. Anchorman. <laughs> oh God. That'd actually be funny. It was, uh, yeah. Um, Gosh, there was, um... You speak any Spanish? I was, no, I was very, like, not good. I'm not... I'm trying to think of it, and it's like, it's been so long that I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, there is a big difference between, like, like, um, like, being embarrassed, and then, like, the yeah. word for embarrassed is very close to pregnant. So, like, oh, if you say, like, okay. like, yo muy embarazado, I think it says, I'm very pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like... The word for embarrassed is very close to that, but it's yeah. not that. And like that's yeah. what I remember. Like Ludios, uh, Rudios, uh, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, loud noises is what we were trying to. Like, I wrote it <laughs> the down. Loud, like, noises. loud noises. Yeah, I love lamp. Um, Steve Carell's great in that. But yeah, it's it's so fun. And, and um, yeah, I like that. So like, yeah, that is a good if you want to learn a language that. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Again. Well, I will probably have to too because uh, I'm married to you know obviously somebody that English is their second language. Eventually, I don't have kids yet, but it's in the roadmap. Yeah, they're supposed to be bilingual as I would like them to be because we have uh, you know a wife that have, speaks it, the it, language it's so and much stuff. Easier to learn it when you're younger. Like, yes, that's like the high school I went to. They implemented it in yeah. elementary school. Like after I graduated, I wish I would have like had that because. Well, I know what will happen if I don't do it is kids are going to get old enough that they can basically talk shit about daddy and i will be a dumbass and just be like oh, what are they saying about me and like I, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have no idea because i didn't take the trouble to, to actually learn the language just smile away yeah just a smile away like okay okay whatever they're, they're, they're being fine they didn't just tell me to go f off or whatever <laughs> No, hopefully that would never happen. <laughs> you just happen. need to learn enough sentences to make him feel guilty if they're yeah. making fun of you. you, you know, like, I mean, I will say, like, the more that you are around people that speak it. So, like, I, I've been to Brazil twice, and in those times I was there for about a month apiece. Okay. And when you're around people and stuff, um, it would be difficult, but sometimes I would, like, I would encourage them either not to, you know, pull up Google Translate or something mm -hmm. like that, because it's like... It's it's uncomfortable trying to learn it, but I mean, the more you immerse yourself around it, you start to like figure out like okay, like they're pointing to that, they're yep. saying that, like you start to kind of word associate things, and you know, it's it's weird yep. like you mimic people. Yeah, um, it does work. I, I can say a handful of things in Portuguese. My my favorite one is just saying uh, "Eu me nome é Jordan." Uh, which is just hi, That's my good. name's Jordan, yep. and then I'm just say like "Eu não falo português," which is hi, my name's Jordan. I don't speak Portuguese. Gotcha. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, okay, seem, seem, which seem is just yes. So it's like, I know, yep. I know a handful of words. And like, sometimes like my wife will be saying something and I'll, I'll, I'll hear something. I'll be like, Ooh, I know that one. Or I know that one. <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, it just builds from there, but I should, if I expect to ever be able to speak it as a second language, I, I got to actually step it up 
and and movies would probably help because I I spend a lot of time watching them. That would be fun to watch a movie you love in a different language. So I know, like, not I a know. new movie, but something you know by heart. And that's what uh, they also say works is like don't yeah don't do like a new movie because then you're kind of trying to pay attention yep. to other things outside of the language. Yep. But if it's something I've seen ten million times, yeah, well then that's going to help me yeah. pick it up a lot better. What would, what would be your pick? Something you've seen ten million times that <sighs> you're a big fan of because you've watched to, a lot. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, of course. To watch in a in a foreign in language. A different language, yeah. Mm, okay. Well, I can tell you one, it's not a great one, but when you brought up Spanish and Anchorman, it did make me think of this. Uh, so one of my favorite movies I always tell people about is the movie Goldeneye. Okay. okay. Pierce yeah. Brosnan, James yeah. Bond movie. Um, that's one of the first movies I can remember at an early age where I rewatched the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, obviously you play the Goldeneye 64, I play the game. Yeah. Um, but I really just like, I became obsessed with that movie and just like rewatching and rewatching it. And I, I have so many memories of literally sitting on my dad's couch with a can of Chef Boy RD. Very specific, but just eating a bunch of spaghettios and just like, just consuming this movie. But. Me and my uh, older brother, we used to screw around with that movie and sometimes put it in Spanish because we thought it was hilarious. Okay. We don't even know what they're saying, but, you know, like, it's just like James Bond, you know, like, like uh, you know, shaken, not stood, but... Yeah. I'm so sorry, Spanish-speaking people. You're, I'm not an ass. Um, but we would just laugh at how, how funny it sounded. Right. So I'd probably do something like that just because I'm so familiar with it that it wouldn't be that hard to, like, stretch what it would sound like. Yeah. But that one also helps because it has... I mean, at least to me, because I was a childish person, a comical audio dub. Yeah. So it like heightened the well, kind of actor that, and stuff. And that's the thing with like, there's some like things that were dubbed that like are felt like comedies because they are dubbed and they were yes. they were translated poorly. Yeah. Um, Akira is a big anime movie. I am familiar uh, with that one. So yeah. like, I think the first Amer- English dub for it was mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. And it was trash. And I think they had they because and it's a really sweet animated movie it's i hear one day they're gonna do a live action for it which i I don't even know if that if that would be good right and that's and i'm of the opinion like if it's great anime just do an animated like stop trying to do live action for stuff that yeah looks great how it is but um with uh akira they redid the dub for it like i want to say in the 2000s with like a lot better intentional um Uh, voice acting, and then I think they smoothed the animation on it. And the animation of that movie is epic. Like, hand-drawn, like, amazing effects, like, is, I'm a big fan of it, and I love watching it. You talk about, like, Blade Runner cyberpunky stuff. Yeah. Like, that is at, like, the forefront of it, and, like, it's, it's a bummer to me that, like, animation like that is, for the most part, not paralleled nowadays. Mm. With the exception of like you look at stuff like Into the Spider Verse, yeah, or um, even like the new Puss in Boots Last Witch, which me I heard that was really good. Yeah, it was yeah. like I was like because I haven't watched any of the Puss in Boots movies, um, but this one like felt like Spider Verse, like very intentional with cool animation. Yeah, and like I, I, I wish, and I like two D animation personally. It's just a I like the look of it, and I feel like we've got a lot more three D. I think it's because it's easier, it's cheaper. I'm sure. Um, you make a model, and then you make the model do the things versus hand drawn, you know, yeah. frame by frame. Which, yeah, it is tedious and expensive, but yeah. I love it when it looks great. I got to flip the question back to you. Yeah. If you're, you're going to learn another language, what's the movie you're going to watch? Probably Office Space. Office Space is <laughs> one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Lumberg. Yes. <laughs> um, Doing the O face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. I'm actually, hot hot take on this. I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before. Now, I'm not saying I would want this to happen. I want to be very clear about this. Sure. I'm actually really surprised that nobody's tried to do a remake of that movie today. 
the reason why I say that is just because, I mean, some of the office culture stuff is still tried and true, which is why it still holds up today. But technology in an office and just the workspace in general is is very different now. And I'm like, somebody could easily take that premise and, and do a modern kind of spin on it. And I'm like, I'm surprised they haven't done that. But again... I don't think it needs it. Office space, to be to be clear, it's it, it's good as is. Hybrid, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's totally good as is. Um, I yeah, no, dude, I I, I love that movie. I actually have a weird story about that. Sure. If I if I can pitch it in here quick. Yeah. So years ago, I used to work at a uh, video game retailer. I won't say which one, but okay. it was a video game retail store. Same guy. Um, <laughs> no, not, no, not, not, not that one. Oh, okay. I, it was, it was not part of a chain, but, uh, oh, okay, they actually had, they had, they had one down the road though, which is not, okay. um, yeah, kind of interesting. We actually had a few people come out the street and like, they'd ask, be like, are you GameStop? And just be like, no, like it, it said it on the sign when you came in, it says it on the shirt. We are not, yeah. but anyways, anyway. so one of the things that you would do at that place, you take and trade is, you know, people bring in their used games and, you know, cell phones and stuff like that. And the weirdest thing. So this guy, he brought in, um, I want to say it was just like an old Xbox and a couple games. And one of the policies that you do is you have to fill out the form and you got to take the person's ID to basically be like, hey, I didn't like steal this shit from somebody. It is my stuff kind yeah. of thing. And so I'm taking his ID. I'm just kind of running through the motions and stuff. And I'm looking down on it. And, you know, I'm just look up and make, make sure it's him. And like the guy's kind of like looking at me weird. And I was like, hmm, I don't know like why he's doing that. Just kind of move on. And I'm scanning that. And he's just like, you see the last name? And I was like, what? Like, I was just focused on what I'm doing. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's just like, Livingston. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, you see an office space? I'm like, yeah, like I have. And I can't remember his first name, Ron. but, but no, no, it was not Ron. Oh. Which I, I mean, I would, I would have recognized him because I know the movie okay. and stuff. It turns out the dude was like a third cousin of him or something. Oh. And like, I was just like, yeah, he's just like, you know, office space. Like, yeah, my cousin's Ron. Like he's in the movie. It's pretty cool, right? Like, he, like I'm not kidding. Like, that's how he was talking, and I was just like, "Yeah, man. Like, I I like Office Space. Um, yeah, like for sure. Like, uh, you hard what, for that. like what do you, what do you want? It, like, you think you're gonna get like an extra ten percent by telling me this? It was just, it was just kind of a strange like moment on that. I, I'd never forgotten that. Where right, it's like, if somebody, if you have like a famous family member, it's just like, yeah. by the way, did you know who I am? <laughs> My third cousin was the lead in a box office bomb. Don't you know me? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'm like, because it just made me think with that. I'm like, how often does that guy use that as like a like a social trick? You know, just to be like, hey, I'm now more interesting because of what my family member did. <laughs> right. So, some people need anything to latch on to. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just I had to bring no, that up. No, it was, that is it's, funny. It's very that odd. Is, that is that is a very like, was it lame? Lame claim to flame. Yeah, claim to fame. Yeah, that's what like Weird Al did a song on that, where it's like all these like stretching <laughs> these like I know the person who did this, did this. Like I knew the person who like once caught a wig from. <laughs> Kiki one of my or one of my favorite uh, jokes with that. It's not the same exactly, but you seen Spaceballs? Yes. Where they're just like, you're, I'm your father's brother's cousin's uncle's roommate. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, it's just like, yeah. and? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, I, I could talk all about Mel Brooks for a long time. But, man, um, I've, I've taken a lot of your time on this. I, I appreciate you being here. So, if you haven't already plugged yourself, where can people find you? Lame Entertainment on YouTube, our icon's a duck. 
uh, that's a light bulb. That's yeah. blue. Um, yeah, uh, go follow us on YouTube. That's the biggest place we want. I'm definitely going to check out more of your stuff. Cause like I said, if it's at all in the tone of what I saw here with the password problems and everything like that, like I dug it. I would say password problems is the best one we've done. Again, sure. not everything we do is like short film stuff. Some oh, of it's just cool. videos. Um, but, but that's what was really cool about password problems. The project is like films are such collaborative beasts and, this one made me so happy because everyone brought something of themselves. And like, mm-hmm. to me, like selfishly, I'm like proud of myself that I was able to help create an environment where everyone felt like they could contribute yeah. and bring a little bit of themselves. I could sense like, people were having fun. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> they didn't yell at me. Um, but like, uh, they're able to like Brad, like being himself as the main actor there, like that's Brad's acting chops right there. And yeah. having fun with it. Josh as DP, like there's a couple shots in there that like, we had it storyboarded, but like he made a couple of really cool shots, and he's the yeah. guy who did the operation on it. Um, he did a really awesome job, and then like Matt, he brought his own. Like I think he, t- he told him about the shoot a couple days beforehand, and yeah. like, he jumped in. It was just <clears throat> natural. Um, Lucas, great. Lucas, and um, came up with the ending on the day of with. Um, it's a little overkill, but I think it helps with tension, the, the, the tie yeah. strangulation bit. It was originally just gonna end with me <laughs> being knocked out by the mouse, but like. Lucas is like, that's not enough. Like that, that's nothing. That's too cheesy. Right? Wait, 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 wait. You say you? Did I hear that right? Yeah, I was Are the assassin. You're the, the assassin. Yeah. yeah. Damn, you got your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And well, and, and like originally, it was I was just gonna hit the back of the head with a mouse and then yeah. fall down. And that was it. I didn't recognize it because I mean, like you had the glasses on the yeah. suit and you very a, a very Agent Smith like, you know, like <laughs> Matrix kind of thing. Yeah. That's perfect. I blended into the role. <laughs> Um, and then, like, Lucas had the idea of, like, what if Brad takes his tie off? Yeah. And, and it's very brutal, but that's what makes it funny, is it's so serious. And he's just, and then, like, going from that to going back to his computer, to me, just makes me laugh my butt off. I always actually like, and I, I notice uh, any sort of comedies where there's an office kind of setting in it. There's there's something about the whole if we want someone to look like disheveled and frustrated we always do the loose tie yeah. thing. I don't know like why that's commonly associated with it, but I'm always it's just fun. like like it's fun. It's a little small thing, yeah. but I like it. But yeah, I, uh, are are you dead at the end, yeah. or did he just like uh, knock you out? No, I wasn't. I'm, I, I'm dead. You're dead. <laughs> he, he just flat assassin. out murdered you. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, well, because if you don't like, it's, well, it's my logic is like you don't the assassin. I was I'm gonna kill him. So yeah, you know if you leave him. Well, he's a professional killer. He's going to come and get you. So <laughs> Isaac did what he had to do to log into his computer. Um, I and mean, he did. The, the other thing I'll name drop is my wife, Leah. She did the stunt coordinating, so the fight choreography. Oh, nice. We storyboarded that out, practiced it in like, our living room. So, like, she, so she works with you sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeah, she nice. designed our logo, our graphic. Um, we had yeah. like, the name, but she made it way prettier. And then, um, yeah, she's like, because she enjoys martial arts and yeah but that, that's awesome that's awesome i mean i can i can say i've talked about my wife on the podcast a couple of times she's been on it a few times uh absolutely wonderful when you have a spouse that supports you and your creative endeavors uh my wife is not a movie person so i can only imagine like what it'd be like to actually creatively collaborate with her on something um but that that just must be awesome i think she enjoys when i die on camera <laughs> Yeah, you know, just like yes, <laughs> just like oh, sorry, She's like, I wasn't Brad, you supposed can strangle to... them harder. I'm like no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, make it real <laughs> method. <laughs> um, and then also shout out Brett Palmer, our sound guy. Um, he was one of my classmates at college. Right. Um, the sound, like we had to do a lot of cleanup on a previous short. This one, like he did such a good job with it, and like that. 
sound from Boompole in particular, an environment you don't have access to all the time. Yeah, like yeah. it's tricky to do it right, and yeah, it was. That's what made me so happy about this project. Everything came together, yeah. and it was everyone bringing their best selves. And it wasn't like I'm not gonna take credit for all no. of it because I, I set the foundation, but everyone else took it to the next level, and that's what made it awesome. So that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, dude. I enjoyed chatting with you. Um, I'll definitely let you know when the episode drops. Um, obviously, everybody that's listening, check out Mitch. Check out his channel. Check out the password problems uh, short on there. I mean, I'm telling you, if I laugh at it, you're probably going to laugh at it. There's some shit in there that is universally funny. Um, and also, just take password protection very seriously. <laughs> very, seriously. very seriously. It's not a joke. I like the, the studio audience of 30 flies in here. Yeah, I do, I do apologize about that. Uh, obviously, doors are, uh, doors are open, and they're coming around. I have a fly swatter. Oh, there. there is a fly swatter. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, do you, I'll get do, that. Do you, do you want to kill one? Oh, I'll get a bunch here. Oh, here. Um, no, wait. Let, let's, let's get one in here. For the so. podcast? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, no. Like, like one of them dying here. So, oh. You got it. Yeah. Oh, he's twitching a little bit. Uh, well, there we go. He's, he learned his lesson, though. I gotta try to... I'm not trying to get right. him on you. There we go. All right. Here, you get one. Oh, here, get one. Here, All take right. it. Yeah, there's one right there. Get his ass. He's gone. Yeah. Just a little tap. There's gonna be another one, too. We'll there's, find I don't want to hit that. That's a headphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little expensive. No, wait. wait, wait here, here he goes. This is, I've never had this happen on the podcast. That's fun. Okay. It's, it's oh, a live yeah. studio audience. He's trying to tempt you to hit my shit. I don't want to... Let's go. I'm a guest here, so... I'm trying to... Like here, go over here to die. Or oh, okay, wait. Yeah, you can get that. I think you dropped. Uh oh. No. Oh, this one. It's hard to keep track. Damn it! I just wanted to get one more. Oh yeah. Bam. I think you got him. All right. All right. Got his ass. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>